Welcome back. It's your host, Dom Green, life enthusiast of Positive People Posse. And my next guest on this recap for Taco Talks is the owner of Proof Positioning, Grant Gooding. Not, not to be confused with a relative of Cuba Gooden Jr. Uh, this is a man that has an analytical mind. This is a man that I didn't even know. You know, he was bestowed uh, to me by individuals in the community, and they said that this guy was very smart, he was charismatic, and he's got a lot of personality. But um, one thing that you will um, hear in this episode is the fact that we know a lot of the same people. And that's a KC thing, but it's also um, a thing where we're, we're, we're sharing stories, and that's the only way that we discovered that we knew some of the same people. And he actually, um, you know, we talk about Chase McAnulty again. So it's, it's like that circle back, you know. Um, we're, we're talking about people who are doing amazing things, and he's telling stories about Chase McAnulty's story as he remembered it. And I think that's a really cool thing. When someone can actually remember something about you, a pivotal moment or something that might be a little bit, you know, different about an individual. You know, I, I feel like we all need to be recognized uh, for our talents at some point in time. You know, it makes you feel good. Give a compliment out there in this world, and you'll get one back. And he gave a compliment to Chase's work ethic and hustle, but he did it in a funny way. You know, like I'm my personality type. You know, I, I think a lot of things are funny, but. You know, I see satire and whatever. I love Seinfeld and whatever. But this guy is like low key pretty funny. So stay tuned for this. We're gonna call this uh, this one this episode. Um, it's all good <laughs> with Grant Gooding. Check it out now. Grant, I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Yeah, man. So. Tell me about your taco flow. Do you love tacos? I mean, what's one of your, I, your favorite? I, I think we have similar taco ethoses. Okay, commonality. If you don't like tacos, get the hell out. Because <laughs> I'm not sure I know anybody that doesn't like tacos. Dude, I, I really don't trust people who don't like tacos. That's what it comes down to. Like, seriously, like we cannot relate. You don't like tacos. I mean. You're working on something. <laughs> For sure. So what kind of tacos do you like? I kind of, um, one of my rules when I go any really anywhere to eat is I don't know what I don't know. That's kind of a good rule in life, really. I like just asking the server most times. What should I get? Hey, they eat the food every yeah. day. Well, I also have another theory. So if you ask, if you ask someone like, what's your, what do you, what what do you recommend? It generally will come out better because they're like emotionally involved in the process now. Because then if it's not good, it's kind of like on them. <laughs> so they make sure it's like exposed well, right? For sure. It's like, if it wasn't great, then uh, that's your fault. Look, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but it's a, it's a theory. Jamie. All right. Jenny. Jenny, I'm sorry. All right, Jenny. Can you just please tell me what you recommend? Whatever, whatever else you recommend. Boom. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, whatever three meats Sold you think and gold. I should get. Okay. You like Detroit? Yeah, I don't know. I'll take it. <laughs> It's what? Intestines? Like cow or? Yeah. I, I'm in. Wow. Okay. You know yeah. what? Throw that in there for me too. Okay. So you want to do a taco that's, platter too? Yeah. Might okay. as well. I mean, that's, that's it seems kind of odd to me, but I'm down. You'll, you'll love it. Okay. You'll love it. All right. All right. 
This is gonna be a first right here. Good energy, man. See, see, see what just happened. <laughs> I can feel it. It's magnetic. See, no, you'd never do that. Exactly. Ever, if you didn't have the subject matter expert. Well, on top of that, I can't read Spanish. That's something I'm gonna try to work on a little bit. So, so tell me a little bit about proof and how you got started with with proof positioning. I mean, I, I worked in mergers and acquisitions as an analyst for a long okay. time. So my job That's is That's a sexy career right there. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's horrible. The, no, it's, it's a great industry. You get to learn a ton um, about business and it's it's just a tough business. Okay. So one of my jobs, uh, I got accredited as an expert in valuations. So part of my uh, job duty was to create uh, a valuation of an organization that was being prepared to sell. And so sometimes you have to testify in court about that type of thing. And one of the things I always noticed is when I go down the profit and loss statement with a business owner, regardless of kind of what the business was, every time we got down to like marketing and advertising expense, everybody was like, I'd be like, hey, look, you spent, you spent $250,000 last year. The year before that, you spent 100. This year, you're on pace to spend 100 again. Can you tell me exactly why? Why was there growth or? And they'll be like, "How much did we spend last yeah. year?" I thought, well, um, there's got to be ways you can bring just transparency and 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 more information and knowledge to this one line item. And uh, so that that was really the genesis okay. of the whole company. So. You grew up in Kansas City. I'm a native. Native in Kansas City. What high school did you go to? I went. I grew up in Lee Summit. Lee Summit. So I went to Lee Summit, and then I went to Lee Summit North. Okay. And so through that osmosis of your relationships, uh, you know, it's just kind of funny. Um, our last guest, Chase McNulty, he said that you're kind of forced into an ecosystem sometimes. And I have a Chase story. <laughs> you do? You should hear my Chase story. What is You'll it? love the story. So when I was working in minute, so I I was on my third company. I don't need water anymore. I've decided against it. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, this kid, and I'm young too. I, I was, gosh, so he, I'm probably, I don't know how old, much older I am than Chase, but. You're 37? 39. 39? I just turned, Chase literally just 33. turned 39. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, this, this kid rolls into the office, and someone comes and gets me and says, of course, I'm the youngest guy in my office by like 20 years, probably. They're like, some kid just rolled in. Do you want to meet with him? And I'm like, what? So, okay. And so there's this guy, and he's 19 years old. Yeah. And he's going on and on and on about t-shirts. And all I could think of was like, dude, calm down with the damn t-shirt <laughs> thing. That's awesome. And uh, he, he's like, no, it's going to be a thing. And of course, at the time, yeah. t-shirts wasn't a thing at yeah, all, like, yeah. like anywhere. And he was, like, he was looking for funding. He's like, you know, here's what I want to do. Here. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. I've never seen t-shirts yeah. like this before though. Right? Like that wasn't a thing back sure. then. A t-shirt was like a horrible thing that you got at the airport. What was your thought? I thought nobody's gonna give this guy any money. <laughs> but it's something you, you just never see forgot. something like that in the car. Yeah. And then look at him now. Yeah, I mean, seriously. like dude, he was right there on the cusp of it. That is awesome, man. It's good vision See, and discipline. That's what I think that's great about all this, you know, with the Taco Talks is, you know, the uh, 
two degrees of separation or the Kevin Bacon rule, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, the fact that you know who Chase is, you actually have this awesome story, um, you know, when you actually remembered that. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things that go on in life, but when you can kind of see greatness, you remember, you know, something about an individual that also says something about you. No, you I know? did not. I, I take no credit for that at all, because <laughs> I remember being like, this dude's crazy. <laughs> you have to respect his ability to, to see it and to stay disciplined to it. For sure. Because, I mean, I don't think I said anything negative to him. Yeah. But I certainly wasn't like, yeah, don't, I mean, yeah. You, you got you it. You weren't on board right, right there. So, like, yeah, I mean, let me just many, write you a check. Yeah, how many times did he have to hear, no, or that's a bad idea, or that's stupid, or that doesn't make any sense, or that's not what t-shirts are? For sure. How many times did he have to hear that, man? Yeah. You probably can't get like, hundreds. So, you grew up in Lee Summit, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you had this, this ecosystem of friends, like, who influenced you? I mean, like, my dad was a lawyer, and I always thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And I always helped him out, and, but it just wasn't for me. Um, but I went down that path for a long time. So I think it taught me a lot about business, a lot about business. That had to be uh, kind of a driving force, but I always had the entrepreneurship bug. So I got in trouble in like junior high. My neighbor had these pens, or my mom did, or somebody. And, and they weren't pens, they were pointers. Okay, like, you know, like laser the, pointers? Or? No, this is like way pre-laser technology. So okay. like the, the ones that extend out, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there were a couple hundred of them. And so I was like, and she was gonna throw them away. And I'm like, I'm taking these. And I'm gonna go to school and sell them. So I sold them for a dollar a piece. And I ran out selling them by myself. So I told her to get more. <laughs> So she got more. The inventory cost you nothing at all. Either. The inventory so. was nothing. The second time she charged yeah. me for the inventory, okay. I had to pay her back. <laughs> but then, um, so then I hired friends that I only had like one or two classes with, wow. and then created a distribution network, <laughs> and gave them 50% margins, which is way too much. And and then, How to win friends and influence that's people. Right. And that's then, what you did right there. So you were pretty much like some type of dealer of some sort, so we're not gonna... You know, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Okay, so funny thing about Grant Gooding and I, one story that we shared together for a first-time experience was the fact that we had these cow intestine tacos. <laughs> And uh, when, he ordered, when he ordered the cow intestine tacos at El Plobito down on Southwest Traffic Way, Traffic Boulevard, um, you know, we both shared this experience together. I think it's, it's really funny looking back on it now. Um, I get kind of grossed out about things, just like the idea of things. Like, there's no way I could eat a cow eyeball. Like, a cow eyeball sounds really gross, but people do that. And I don't know if I want to eat cow intestine tacos again, although it was, it was pretty good. But someone told me about how cow, in, cow intestine tacos are made, and you guys can do your own research. I'm good on that. But uh, Grant Gooding, you know, uh, we shared that experience. But, you know, if you don't know what he does, um, that's okay, because I don't fully understand what he does, but I do know that he's a different type of individual. He's an analytical mind, and there are a lot of analytical people out there um, 
that do extraordinary things. And we don't look at those things as successful because this might not be as attractive and sexy to you. And I even said something like that. I said something like, oh, that's a sexy career. You know, uh, he said not so much, but um, this is a person who's very talented. This is a person who's creative in a different way. So, you know, um, through our positivity, we like to show creativity of all sorts. And this man is very creative in his own way. And so give the man some credit, okay? Grant Gooding, thank you very much for being on the show as well. So um, let's get to the next part. Man. All right. So All right. So what was this called? Uh -huh. That one's the tripa. That's right. Okay. The middle one's the pastor and the other one's the carnitas. Awesome. Okay. So carnitas, pastor, tripa. You guys got to try This is, okay, so this is Calvin testing. I'm trying the tripa first, for sure. Yeah, really I got to go for this one first yeah. because. Tripe? You're saying English wow, is tripe? Like that's. That is really Calvin testing, huh? Is that a real thing? Yeah. I've never heard of it. All right. This is a first. We're going to do a taco toast. Which one are you going with right now? I'm going. I'm going with cow intestine. Okay, cow intestine for me too. This is a first, so cheers to that. All right. It's really crunchy. Oh hell yeah! Good. This is gonna take about like 20 cues <laughs> for one bite. I almost wish you didn't tell me it was cow intestine, and then told me later on. But it reminds me of I've never like, had a taco like this. No. It's almost like just like chips. I don't know. Meat chips. Yeah, meat chips. That's what I'm going with. Meat chips. Meat chips. Cow intestine tastes like meat chips. Mm. Alright, so you just always had an entrepreneur mind. And it's a sickness. That, it's not mine. <laughs> You gotta be a crazy person. I really think that. Yeah. When do you get like defeated, and do you, how do you keep on going in that process? I mean, it's what keeps you going. I mean, how many times have you failed? He's got to do. I don't know. He's got to do it. I mean, kind of don't have a choice, right? Like, one of the things I found is, especially when you start a company, whatever your idea is, it's not right. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to understand what people want to buy, what the real emotional alternatives are in the marketplace, and how you're going to convince somebody to overcome those to buy your product. Tell me about your why statement. I mean, what makes you, you, and like, maybe your why statement for even your company. Our why statement for our company is, we help organizations essentially figure out answers, just answers, to their burning questions that are keeping them from making money tomorrow. And we use emotional data to help figure that out. It's a unique approach. Every organization has burning questions that are keeping them from making money tomorrow. For sure. Period. And if yeah. you don't, you're not trying. Yeah, yeah. The questions are burning because they've been trying to figure them out and they haven't been able to. Okay. So we, we essentially give answers to burning questions all day long. Your life, you have balance aspect. You know, it's um, your wife, your kid, and work. And how do you, how do you balance it all? I mean. You don't. <laughs> Just kind of all just kind of flows, just like piles up on the plate, and you just handle one thing at a time. You don't really seem like the reactive type, though. My own personal why statement is centered around this the whole world is about people. People will make you happy, people will make you miserable, people will make you drop food. That's true. 
Truth. A lot of truth to that. So you have to surround yourself with good people, right? I surrounded myself with great people at my company, and I surrounded myself with an amazing wife. So my, my wife is my best friend. She is, she tells me I'm an idiot, and she tells me I'm awesome, and uh, she brings a lot of balance. Okay. You know, I mean, you can only do so much as one person. So tell me about some of the negative things that have happened in your life that you know you've overcame and you've gotten to where you're at now and mm. you kind of see I think we see this every day there's always a challenge of some sort but you need to kind of overcome some negative things to see a positive outcome the original concept of the company didn't work is against everything well it just didn't didn't exist it's just not right we're in the right hemisphere but figure out how to get it to work so it took a lot of money and time and debt to get the company to a point where you figured it out, you know what people like, you know what they're gonna buy, you know how it drives value. And that's a really painful process. I mean, that's the struggle of entrepreneurship. Yeah. But it's nothing you can really forecast in a year's I mean, just time. Plan. Just plan, it's not gonna work. Okay. Right. It's not gonna work right away. You gotta hustle and figure out how to pivot. That, 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 that sucks. So tell me about one of your, your favorite quotes. I mean, they kinda. I have like a quote. And it's kind of actually kind of embarrassing because I didn't think of it. So, uh, somebody else, much smarter than me, thought of it. But I believe they nailed it. And it's it's my rule of thumb when it comes to marketing. And it's very simple. You don't have to be better. You just have to be different. Like that. And and I've I've seen that to be consistently true, regardless of what kind of business you have or who you are. Don't try and be better. You'll waste your life. Just be different, and people will gravitate towards you. I like that. So, what do you love about KC? Other than other than the people, the, the sports team. Um, what keeps you here? I mean, I'm, I a, I'm, like, not, I'm a native. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. I love this town. I feel the same way. It's uh, you know, here's a perspective. When in my former life, we got to see lots of like expatriates and former CEOs and leaders of companies and stuff, and they you skip around when you're in that corporate world, you know. And these guys build like big, you know, these, these guys and girls, they build these big, these careers and they're amazing. And then they kind of get to a point where they want to retire. And so many of them came back to Kansas City. And uh, it's like, why Kansas City? Like, well, we lived in Atlanta, New York, and Chicago, and Hawaii, and, and California, and you know, because you tour, you know, a lot of times you get, you get ping-ponged all over the world. And they're like, well, my wife said, she's like, we're moving back to Kansas City. And you know, the answer was, there's always the same answer every time. The people. The people. People are amazing. Sure. And since the world's about people, at least in my eyes, yeah. I'm in the right place. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, in the financial aspect, you know, I, I know that what we have in common is Mizuma Credit Union. You know, like us being here right now is like kind of like a, a true testament to how good of an organization they are. Mm -hmm. um, what do you see the value in Mizuma uh, compared to other other institutions and so one of the things that we're able to we're very lucky we're able to do is really get a sense of what makes someone different yeah and and looking at it from the consumer's perspective and then have data to Mac to, to kind of back it up and so do you know what we saw as the reason that Mizuma is super like is in existence and why they're growing because they are growing at a, at a fast rate one very simple idea that not a lot of people get right 
and it's the same reason we love Kansas City. Okay, the people. It's people. You know, it's the charisma that I get from their team, you know, I personally have a mortgage with them, I have my checking, my savings. When I go into every branch, it's the same type of message. The energy behind the teller and everyone that works there, they actually believe into some type of culture. You know, that their culture is seamlessly the same. There is no culture in a bank like theirs that I've ever seen. And I hear you just walk up into the offices and you act like you own it. You hear I do that? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was told. <laughs> Who told you that? I'm not gonna say it. I'm not a snitch. No, they are, um, they are a group of very smart, dedicated, devoted people, and they're humble, and they're very welcoming. So, um, yeah, I feel like most of the time when I walk up there, I'm gonna, See, this I'm is gonna, the first time I'm gonna catch him some crap. to be very biased about something. I'm gonna catch some crap from him when I go in there. I know what's coming. It's great. It's great. So tell me about those tacos. Did you like the tacos? The tacos were amazing. You showed you me the tacos. I showed sure. you the tacos. For sure. <laughs> the and uh, the cow intestine. It's my first time. First time. Super, Cheers to that. Super right good. There. Right? Yeah. I get to meet new people. Yeah. So it's a win. I love that. Can we eat tacos again? We already. We're <laughs> going to eat tacos again. I love it. You know, I appreciate you being here. It's Positive People Posse presents Taco Talks. Thanks very much. Cheers. All right. So you just listened to the It's All Good with Grant Gooding episode, the Taco Talks recap. You know, um, I'm amazed by, you know, like a lot of the similarities that we have with people. And when we sit down with people, we were like, oh, man, I can relate to that. And so, again, let's, uh, let's gravitate to more um, stimulating conversations, um, learning about people. When you use curiosity, I'm telling you, um, there's things that can exist that you didn't know existed. There's things that can be built because of those conversations. And the only way Positive People Posse has happened was, and Taco Talks has happened is through, you know, conversation and uh, that discovery moment. Um, you know, this is the wrap up. This is the last episode that we shot on Taco Talks. And, you know, I just want to give you a, a brief rundown on how it all started. <laughs> um, you know, this was, I'm going to tell, give you a lot of stories over time, but this story right here comes down to, you know, a universal sense where you feel like if you're having, creating conversation, good things will come. And um, it all started when I lost my job. And from there, I tried to figure out how I could start Positive People Posse. I wanted Positive People Posse to be a media company. That's where we're going towards. That's, that's the goal that we have in store for Positive People Posse. And so I tried to kind of figure out where my start was. And, you know, so I started working on my game plan on what I wanted Positive People Posse to be. So I wrote out the business plan, and then I toured places, some offices that, you know, I could probably office out of, and I ended up at a WeWork one day. So I did the WeWork tour, and if you don't know what WeWork is, WeWork is a company that allows you to have shared space, you can have private offices, but there's a lot of creatives that are in this environment. And on that day, I met a man 
who I was very familiar with from my past, from elementary to high school to years after, and we've done a lot of awesome things, and his name is Asin Price with Mahalo Media. Me and him ran into each other at WeWork, and you know, he said, Dom, what are you up to? Just uh, catch, me, uh, catch me before you leave. And I caught him before he left, and <laughs> he said, hey, Dom, uh, you want to you wanna go get some meat? And I was like, yeah, you want to go get some tacos? He's like, first of all, that's kind of how it all started. It's like, first of all, I thought of this Taco Talks thing before, and I was like talking about how I wanted to get this Taco Talks thing off, off the ground with a company I want to start called Positive People Posse. And he said, that's funny because I just started a media company called Mahalo Media. And from there, you know, we, uh, our friendship uh, went to business relationship, but we were able to do this thing together and it happened through conversation. It was the osmosis of us just being natural, just um, catching up on life, just catching up with a friend. And we were able to make some awesome work. And um, so shout out to Addison Price and Mahalo Media for helping us get our start off the ground and believing in, you know, our goals. Um, you know, I, I, I put money up, they put in a lot of time, and then we, we were able to execute something awesome with uh, a great organization called Mizuma Credit Union, and they believed in us as well. So um, we want to thank you guys uh, for, you know, sticking it out, listening to all of these episodes, um, it's, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into all of this. Uh, from the podcast um, where, you know, my business partner, visual director, uh, AV guy, um, the man, the magnificent uh, official chef Salabar, um, Michael Saldivar. You know, it, this guy is, uh, you know, one of those types of people that he just, you know, he gets inspired to do creative shit, okay? I'm just going to say that. Um, he is, he's a guy who just really cares about what he does and he just wants to do more of it. So, um, stay tuned for, uh, more content from us and the release of the positive people posse living room. And we're going to do a lot more fun things. And we also have some events that are coming up too. So the way you actually get on the inside of these events is you subscribe to not only our podcast, but you subscribe to our email um, email base because we will give you special things in there. So uh, opportunities to receive inside information. And um, but just stay tuned and appreciate you guys uh, just uh, taking the time. You know, so we've got a lot of gratitude for you. Live freely, stay positive, stay tuned.